Hey you guys and welcome to the Rachel Podcast. If you're new here, hi, my name is Rachel. If you're a constant listener, thank you for coming back. And make sure to like, subscribe, do all those nice things to my podcast. Thank you. Anyways, on today's podcast episode, I have a guest. She's my friend from secondary school. And um, what's your name again? I don't think they can hear you. My name is Juliana. Thank you. So Juliana is on the podcast with me today. And we're going to be talking about what's the topic? Um we're going to be talking about Juliana is a joker. I don't remember. Okay, I'm serious now. So we're Sorry. going to be talking about like coming to America and like how the reality has been different or how it has been the same with the expectations. Just everything about the whole coming to America process. And um yeah, I'll be talking about my experience. She has been in America for how many years? This is my third year. This is her third year, and I've been here for a few months, but we'll walk through that. Anyways, um, I came to America last August, like it's 2019 August. So it's like five months ish. Mm-hmm. And she has been here for three years. So I have experience. I have experience. Um I came to America from Lagos. It was a nice flight very interesting flight but anyways i was sleeping throughout the flight and i got here and i mean first of all i was misplaced in the airport because i didn't know the train i was meant to enter and it was a whole thing i almost missed my flight to my connecting flights but i made it i made it guys so how where did you come from can we start with the fact that coming to america my father made me come here with my mother which i am very grateful for but Somehow my parents were convinced I was gonna get stolen or kidnapped in the airport. So I came with my mom and I came from Abuja. And for some reason we went Abuja to France and then France to New York and then New York to Chicago and then Chicago to Toledo. So obviously it was hell. It was a whole tour. You did a whole tour. I think I would have liked that. I think I would have enjoyed that. Anyways, first impressions my first impressions honestly my first impressions were like oh my god this airport is clean because as i said i was coming from the lagos airport let me tell you <laughs> i got to the lagos airport and like the place the international airport was crowded everyone was standing there were no seats there were no seats to sit on so we had to stand around and like you know had to hustle for space how to get checked in and all those kind of things and I had like three boxes there was no trolley so i was carrying like my box and then i'll come back to get the other one it was hell so getting here like my first ex- and then there was dirt everywhere not everywhere but it wasn't clean it wasn't shiny and then i got to this airport and it was so clean and it was so big and i was like oh my god like okay thank you like <laughs> i was excited you know but that was it was a whole different experience i was i was like nigeria you need to do better it was not pleasing to the eye but yeah you would expect like our international airports to be huge and pretty i don't know about the one in abuja or other places but lagos airport was just hell and then it was that whole summer period so there were families children it was a mess i was glad to be gone how was your experience though? What were your first impressions like airport wise? Mm. 
Okay, my first impressions airport wise was that there was no food. Because. <laughs> what do you mean? There was See, no food? first of all, let's remind you that I, I was a thoroughbred Nigerian, okay? So throughout all the flights, they kept serving us baby tomatoes. I was like, what? So like in my head, I'm like, okay, the second we land, I'm gonna buy airport food, going to eat, you know, be happy. And I got here and I saw, you know, the potato chips, the yeah, Lay's. Yes, exactly, Lay's potato chips, Lay's potato chips and bananas. Somehow, that was the only thing I could find in the airport. Do you have they're all those restaurants? I, I know, I know, I know. But first of all, let me remind you again that I was with my mother, right? And my mother would see the restaurants and tell me, "Do you have airport food money?" So we're like, okay, let's just go buy snacks. And then um, it was just potato chips and bananas, which is exactly how I had uh, a whole bunch of bananas for dinner the first day I was in America. Are you serious? Yes. When I got here, the first thing I ate was like Greek yogurt and a whole Caesar salad. Okay, look at you. <laughs> I was so happy because I slept throughout my flights. Like throughout my flights, I was asleep. I woke up like two hours before we landed. And I watched like the first half of that movie. That 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 one she was an android. Anyways, I watched that movie. What? The whole is it not a movie? Sorry, it's a cartoon. It's I an was, animation was where she was an one. android. Anyways, and so I missed the part where they were feed, they, they were sharing food. I I totally missed all that, and I was really hungry. So and I went and I saw food. There were so many restaurants in the airport. So many. I was like, okay, thank you. No, you have money. That's the difference. Okay, you bougie. I mean, okay. Greek yogurt and Caesar okay. salad. It was not twelve dollars, Juliana. What do you mean? That's, that's money. Twelve dollars is a lot. Should I mention what I can do with twelve dollars? It's cool. It's cool. But anyways, and I ate, and then yeah, it was good. Then for people and culture, I I really I think people were just very helpful. Because as I said, I misplaced, so I had to go meet like people to ask for directions to trains, to where my gate is, and everything. And they were very helpful. Culture. Let me tell you, the first time I came, I saw this girl wearing this like it was a top. It was not a dress. It was like a top. You know all those big t-shirts. That was literally what she was wearing with slides. And I was like, okay. You know how in Nigeria people when you're coming to the airport, they dress like. Money flights, 5 a.m. flights, you see people were full on makeup, heels. This girl was looking like she just stumbled out of her bed. I was like, this, this, okay, I see you. It was, it was, a, it was a whole thing. I was like, okay. Like, first of all, it was cold. It was very cold in the airport. I was like, is she not cold? But then she's white. So I guess white people don't get cold. <laughs> that's racist. That's, that's really racist. No, this no, 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 no. White people don't get cold. So I was like, eh, maybe that's why I, I let her go. But that was it. People were nice. Like they answered all my questions. I'm very sure they thought, oh my god, this black girl is so stupid. But anyways, they answered all my questions and directed me to the right place. So I was fine. I mean, I was fine. People and culture. Uh, people and culture for me okay i feel like the thing that stood out to me most was in the airport everybody just so the thing with nigerians we're low-key rude i'm not gonna lie we are not conversationalists at all we are in fact we're high-key rude let's call the spade a spade like you know we don't like people being all up in our business like you guys do your thing but nigerians really like white people but huh? The white, okay, I, I, let me not be no racist. like they, they like white people in nigeria 
congratulations to them if you're a white person if you if you if you're in nigeria and a white person gives me you, you like i've seen it the switch is like they are so honored that this white man or woman is talking to them and they become so nice but for a black person it's so different you're like okay why <laughs> like why? i mean culturally africans are actually more similar to white people than black people than black americans but like that's a whole other yeah, discussion oh yeah, for another time so but like yeah first experience with people and culture everybody just wanted to like strike up conversation and talk i went on so many domestic flights in nigeria and never once in the airport did anybody walk up to me and come and strike a conversation because like guy as in do your own thing let me do my own thing you know but like the last flight from chicago to toledo this oh i do come sit beside me and my mom and he's like oh um what's your destination and we're like my mom <laughs> was very excited to meet new people and she's like oh we're going to toledo for school and he's like oh toledo the glass city something something starts asking about my major everything and i was answering a bit reluctantly but like was that's just something you know we're waiting for the um uh what's it called transferring anyways the last flight from chicago to toledo but like that's just something i noticed americans are very open with striking up conversations with strangers it's white people but i I don't say white people i just want to say (laughs) americans okay 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 so you have to talk with this white man Mm -hmm. yeah they do like talking they like their conversation so how was the transition of coming from Nigeria to America. For me, and like, was it everything I hoped it would be? For me, it wasn't. This was something I've wanted for a very long time. So, like, I mean, it wasn't that much. I think the only thing I had to transition into really well was food, as I mentioned in my last podcast episode. But, like, I also had to, like, stop using slang in my English, like, shebi, haba, all those kind of things, because, like, they don't, they don't understand it. So, I have to speak. Even like I, I, I don't even say I have to speak English because these people speak some kind of English that mm, don't get me is another thing. So that was a transition, and like okay, the whole like yes, the whole slang thing it got a, a little getting used to. Then there was the whole asking me some very ignorant questions like, oh, you're from Africa. Hmm. Do you have roads? Oh no, my favorite, my favorite is do you speak Nigerian? I was like, what, what the fuck is what? <laughs> When they ask me these questions, I look, you just look so disgusted. I'm like, and then they now say, I, oh, I don't mean to be offensive. I'm like, I'm offended. I'm offended. But like, I mean, sometimes I just understand that, okay, they don't know any better. I mean, granted, it's your duty to educate yourself, but sometimes you just have to cut it. Tiny slack, tiny slack. Yeah, so like the whole transition wasn't, like, it wasn't something I had to really struggle with. And was it everything I hoped to be? For the most part, yes. Because the stress is way less. I can't, like... My main issue with going to a school in Nigeria, a school in Nigeria, was the whole stress of it. Call me an Ajebo, I don't care. But, like, I, I really don't want to be going for a class and then having to stand outside because the hall has reached its capacity or sleeping in a dorm that doesn't have windows. Like, coming here, you always have electricity. Like, yes, you can complain about your dorm, but you at least you know you have heater, you have a heating system, and you have a cooling system, and the shower works, and there's hot water for whenever you need it. These are just common basic things that make your life easier, you know? 
so i was very happy about that reduced stress and things work like here the system works for you if something happens you just call customer care and they're happy to help you so happy have you ever called mcn customer care or airtel customer care god you will leave you you call the call angrier than you were when you called it's always a mess like so i just like that whole fact that my stress was reduced people wanted to help me everything they were doing it like and i'm not even a citizen you get i'm just on an f1 visa so like i was i was excited there were problems of course but for the most part it was what i hoped to be so how was it for you juliana transitioning for me hmm. okay let me start with the food okay because we need to talk about this see i've i've always been a very very picky eater my sister will confirm and express her disgruntlement but like i've always been super picky even in nigeria i used to form some type of way for like burgers shawarma those type of things used to i mean i adapted to shawarma eventually but like burgers were never my thing pizza was it eh, sometimes i was such a picky eater call me local or whatever but i swear the only food i used to eat was beans this was all i knew beans and curry if you went to secondary school with me you know beans was my life okay so i come here and like all of the foods that i'm used to the beans the swallow upon the dam everything they're not here anymore and i have to rely on see <clears throat> i don't want to say there's no food in america but like there's no, there's food. no food in america <laughs> food because they like to eat junk like pizza is a meal i'm i'm just i'm 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 confused and trying to understand how pizza and why <laughs> i'm like what yes they do eat pizza as a snack <laughs> A whole pizza, a whole large pizza of eating as a snack. Like, what's all that? So that was really just. It was honestly, I'm not even gonna exaggerate. It was traumatizing for me because I was, I was play, I was starving, is what it was. But like, eventually, I, I got to adapt. Now I enjoy a very good burger now and again. And then, um, what else was difficult to transition to? Mm. Okay, so for dorms, okay, the thing with me, the interesting fact about my own situation is that I actually went to university in Nigeria for three months, but it still counts. <laughs> I went to university in Nigeria for three months, University of Ibadan, before I came here. So, like, I low-key got to experience university life in Nigeria and university life in America. And let me tell you, they are not similar at all, okay? You, I was... Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Mm. UI was a was it was low-key a struggle, but it's one of those things that you don't know you're struggling, you know, until life becomes better. Not better, but like until you're in better form. That's why it will hit you that oh my god, wait, I was walking down how many flights of stairs to go and fetch water to have my bath. But um yeah so in terms of dorms i was it was really just funny to me how everybody in the dorm i was in seemed to be so traumatized like like oh my god this is such a ghetto dorm it's like community bathrooms the bathroom was literally right down the hole with the running water and hot water me i was just laughing in my head and i was like god they don't know where it's going on they don't know because huh me, I went to boarding school. I'm used to sharing bathrooms, community bathrooms, everything. But they were acting like it was the end of the world. 
but to me that was that was really fine although my dorm was ghetto in terms of the people which is something i also had to adapt to in terms of transitioning i had to adapt to people being drunk loud and very awake at 3 a.m when i'm trying to sleep but yeah that was honestly that was that was mostly it oh wait the last thing i'm sorry the last thing about transitioning was the professors like the the classes and the professors and how committed they are to helping you i swear pass. i was like i was, I was like oh, oh this for me like, no, okay <laughs> Like okay. you go meet your professor and they'll they'll literally exactly. break everything down, even email you. I know. Send you like things like how can I help you better in class? Nigerian professors don't give a fuck. <laughs> like they don't care if you come to class first of all. They don't care if you're passing. They only care about getting paid. I know. Most of them. I'm very sure there's some that care about their students, mm-hmm. but most no, but here, here your professors they, actually want you to pass and they work chill. for you to pass they're really just chill they want to like be friends with you be on your level my first day in my english composition class professor is like oh i'm professor elizabeth anderson but you can call me liz i was like what <laughs> okay <laughs> now you can't be missus i know i know i was like wow okay that's that's cool that's nice that's too that's one of my favorite professors by the way but that's 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 by the way but yeah that was also something i transitioned to it was actually and the fact that there's so many online resources i mean it's it's good and it's bad at the same time but yeah that's just it is what it is yeah so and then about what i miss most about nigeria what do i miss most about nigeria i really don't miss a lot let me not even lie i think the only thing i miss apart from home like my family is the food because there's just that comfort in Nigeria. Let me tell you, uh, before I came, because I spent my Christmas with Juliana, before I came to visit Juliana, I was, I, my diet was like terrible. Because I don't used to go to the calf. On Saturdays and Sundays, as weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, I order food. Like, throughout Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I order food once on Saturday. And that was always fried rice, Chinese fried rice. Then on the weekdays, I just used to go to the calf and take like chicken because everything else I could not recognize. So I think that's what I miss most about Nigeria. Then for what I do not miss at all, the anyhowness. Nigerian people can be so anyhow. Like they don't really care about a lot of things. There's the whole let's talk about how there'll be a trash bag, they'll not throw the dead right beside the trash bag. Why? Why? <laughs> There's a probably open trash bag, they're not throw it there, right? Beside it's like you create something new for Nigerians and they just want to destroy it with their hands. It's so it's tiring. And then what don't I miss? The way people think. It's like Nigerians majority just want to be backward. And when you're now the one trying to be like, oh no, this is the wrong way, it's not like you're stupid, you know. I know I don't miss that attitude. It was just tiring. I was like, ah, we're out. That's it. So what don't you miss most and what do you miss most? Mm, what do I miss most? I mean, of course I'm going to say food. See, y'all notice how all my answers have been revolving around food. It's cool. But like, honestly, the food, of course, I missed the most. Every And like the whole, like the first few months I was here, my entire family, every single day, they'll be sending me pictures. Oh, look, we are eating such and such for dinner tonight. We are eating such and such for breakfast. I was like, okay, thank you. But like eventually I actually got to help myself, make myself. See, 
life is all about hustling, Shay. And like in the absence of Nigerian food, I had to make do. Like Rachel knows because this um this winter break she has been with me. I I, I just know in her mind she's like, okay, this girl is a crackhead. But she's just not gonna say it to my face because she's nice. She's not nice, but it's cool. But yeah, I, I started making, I started hustling, finding ways to actually cook soup. I used to go to the store and buy Quaker oats and blend it. Yeah, she made me even blend. You know how you make Gary, right? This girl literally made us make oatmeal flour. Like Quaker oats, we blend flour and did it like wheat. You're the hustle guy. This, uh, we like but it wasn't stuff. terrible, though. It wasn't bad. You're welcome. <laughs> it wasn't bad. We cannot starve. We cannot die. Okay? So, yes, the hustle is definitely real. Adapting, figuring out how to make, like she said, oatmeal, swallow, moi moi, all those things. So, on the food aspect, you know, it's all, it's all good. It's all good for now. But that's still what I miss about Nigeria. I would I would love to have, like, some legit pounded yam. Like, not pounded yam, some legit actual pound. Anyways, um, well, as for what I do not miss, Oh wait, something else I missed. I'm sorry. I'd like, I don't know how to say. Like, it's this is gonna sound almost contradictory because I already said earlier that Americans are very like, you know, they always want to strike up conversation with people, but like at the same time, they're very reserved to themselves. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, the way an American interacts with their neighbor or like, you know. It's very different from Nigerians. Like in America, like Americans don't even know. If I had a dollar for every time I said like, Americans could stay without knowing their next door neighbor. Oh, but yeah. like in Nigeria, God, the whole streets, you know that razness. I just miss something like that. The whole street, uh, what's it called? Christmas, you know, betray knockout, throw banga, all those things. This girl is so good. Like <laughs> this girl is a, this girl is a villager. That's what she is. <laughs> oh my God. Please leave me alone. But yeah. The type of community rasness, that kind of, you know, hmm, I definitely miss that about Nigeria. What do I not miss? Huh. Okay, what I don't miss for one would be um, the, like, the way we don't have or, like, don't abide by, like, laws that could just make things easier for us. Like, not, it's, some of the laws, it's not like we don't have them. Okay, say traffic laws, for example. What's what's the white marks on the street? What's it called? Zebra crossing. Zebra crossing, thank you. Juliana. So, leave me alone. <laughs> so, so, the, like, how, we, we do, we have zebra crossings in Nigeria. It's not like we don't have, we have How many them. people know but if you, use <laughs> zebra crossing? I was, like, how many people know what a zebra but crossing if you, is for? if you step on a zebra crossing in Nigeria, expecting incoming vehicles to slow down, my friend, you will die. Let me tell you a funny story. So, you know how here, you step on zebra crossing, <laughs> I can't stop. I don't take that risk. <laughs> I'm like, this car is going to grow and kill me. So, like, you know how you'll be doing this whole thing with a car where you step, the car stops. Mm-hmm. I'll ruin my leg and then the car is like, I'll step again. And I'm like, no, no, like, don't do this. Here, when you step on the zebra crossing, cars actually stop for you to pass. But I have this mentality, this Nigerian mentality, they're going to run me over. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, I swear. Very cautious. I swear. But yeah, that's it. It's very. So yeah, nice. so that's just that's just one of the like examples of laws that we have or could have that we just don't utilize to make things better for our own selves. 
And then, um, what else do I not miss? Like Rachel said, the thinking, the very, the very backward thinking. There's some things that. <laughs> Please, I did not say it. that was Rachel. Let me just make it clear. That was Rachel who said Igbo men. I did not call anybody's name. You see, I'm very sure that they didn't even know. I did not so call anybody's name. I didn't call anybody's name. But yeah, like the way some people think, it just it baffles me every day. And like. I, I, it's not like I'm, I'm not judging from an outside perspective. I'm, I'm low-key just assessing from the fact that, oh, I am definitely, of course, still Nigerian because, duh. But it's just really sad. Backwards thinking, the way Nigerians tend to prioritize, like, useless things just in the name of i mean yes uphold culture uphold tradition but then we prioritize some things that actually make no sense when we have way bigger fish to fry we have way bigger problems to um think of that's that's really that's really just i don't miss it i'm not saying americans don't have the problem in that aspect they they definitely do but like we could we could do better yeah that's i really agree with you the whole culture holding on to culture i'm like Man, let's not even go into that today. But um, I would say, like, coming to America hasn't been far. Like, I didn't. It's not as if I expected. I come here and then the roads are paved with gold, and they are hot, like flying unicorns take me around. Like, I think I had normal expectations, and so far it's like been more or less what I expected. There are obviously some hitches here and there, but. I prefer it. <laughs> like I, I like I, I like the stress-free life. I really don't like strange hustling. I don't like <laughs> suffering unnecessarily. It's like Nigerians just like to exactly. suffer. Exactly, we glorify. We suffering glorify suffering. We regret it. And that's something. If you if you had it too easy, it's like hey, I beg, I beg. I know. But if you now say ah, I suffer. Do you know how I struggle? Nobody has that time, fam. So I'm just glad about that. And yeah, maybe in a year or two, maybe my views will change. Then I will make another episode. But for now, this is the end of today's episode. I was glad I had nice talking to you guys. If you have questions or comments, you can send them in to me. Um, as usual, subscribe, like, clap, share, whatever. Thank you for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode too. Bye. Look at you. <laughs>